Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. Dave Therry, New Hope Radio, the Hope Club Podcast. A couple of ways to get God's Word on a regular basis. Happy to do that. We're talking about the Kingdom of Heaven. Got a few messages Jesus gave about the Kingdom of Heaven. Why? Because He wants us to look forward to something really positive. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, it's going to be positive for you. And if you don't know Him, maybe it's time to rethink the situation, who He is and what He came to do. Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of heaven. Why not? (laughs) You know why? He knew everything was heading that way. If the kingdom's important to him, then it should be important to us too. Now, when you think of the kingdom of heaven, sometimes called the kingdom of God, you probably think of a community of really nice people. People who are kind, generous, really caring. We're going to see something today. That there are bad and good people, uh-oh, in the kingdom of God. Wow. It's like, why do I say that? Well, because in Matthew 13, 24, Jesus said it. And that's what we're going to be looking at. Here's what he said. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. Okay? But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came. Uh Uh-oh. And they sowed weeds among the wheat, and they went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared also, also. And the servants of the master of the house, they came and they said, Master, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Why do we have weeds? And he said to them, Oh, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, You want us to go and gather them up? But he said, Oh, no, don't do that. Because if you gather up the weeds, you're going to root up the wheat along with it. Let them both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, the professionals, gather up the weeds first, bind them in bundles, that means there's a lot of them, to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So here we have a picture of the present evil living right alongside or even inside the kingdom of God. That's what we're seeing. So, I want you to notice how it all starts. The kingdom of heaven may may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. Good seed. Kalos sperma. Good offspring. That which was sown was good. 
Now, the Apostle Paul, he said in 1 Corinthians 3.9 that we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, right? He called the church the field. Another time he called us God's building. This speaks of the people who believe in and embrace Jesus Christ as Savior of the world. Are you there? I hope so. That you see Jesus for who he is and what he's done. But you might have friends that don't. You need to tell them. You need to get to them. Okay? So this good seed was sown in the field. But while the men were sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. And then they went away. What are these weeds? Well, sometimes they're called tares, darnell. You know what it is? False grain. Darnell, in its early stages, looks just like wheat. Can't tell the difference. But once matured, it's easy to distinguish it from the wheat. But by then, the roots have become entangled together. So you've got this wheat and this fake wheat growing together. But by the time the fake wheat is realized that it's fake, the roots have been intertwined. And if you pull one up, you're going to pull up the other. And that's no good. Now, Donnell does not grow in a field by accident. It is intentionally planted. That's why in the parable, Jesus said, an enemy has done this. As a matter of fact, it was such an offense to the Romans to plant Donnell in someone's wheat field that there was a Roman law against it, and they made it a crime to do so. That could destroy a crop. So the workers in the story, they wanted to go out into the field to remove the false wheat. But the landowner landowner said, oh, it's too late now. You can't do it. Their roots are intertwined, and if you pull up the Donnell, you're going to pull up the wheat with it. You got to let them grow together. That's all you can do. Verse 30, let them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will send the reapers. These are the professionals. These are the guys that know how to pluck up the grain, right? And they're going to gather the weeds first. They know how to do it and bind them into bundles. They're going to burn them up. And then they're going to gather the wheat into my barn. What we have here is a simple word picture of why things are the way they are today. We have a field. We have seed that is good, seed that is bad. We have workers. We have an enemy. What is Jesus teaching here? He's teaching that, and we would do well to learn this lesson. There is a hostile power in the world seeking to destroy the good seed. You know what the good seed is? You, the follower of Christ. The good seed is the church. 
the good seed is the body of Christ. And Jesus is saying there are evil people in the world as well as good people. There are people who believe in and accept Christ and those who do not. And they will all coexist together. Uh Uh-oh, even, here it comes, in the church. That's right, even in the church. The Apostle Paul, he was a first-hand witness to this. And he said in 2 Corinthians 11.13, he says, False apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Think about it. These are the Donnell. This is the tears, the false wheat, people that come into the church and they're phony and they're fake. And they come to do what? Extort the people of God. How can you tell a false apostle? Because it's all about them. They have their own agenda. It's about what they can get. You know what? I've seen them. I've seen them on national TV, and I've seen them locally. Oh, yeah, and you have too. And I think sometimes we're afraid to call it what it is. Because they're in a church and because they're on a platform, we're afraid to call it what it is. And that's why Paul could say, hey, no wonder. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Yes, they come in the name of righteousness, they come in the name of Christ, but they are not righteous and they are not of Christ. And you know what Paul said about them? Whose end will be according to their deeds. So we really have to be discerning. Okay? Don't be afraid to call it what it is. This is why we have to learn the scriptures. The scriptures will teach us to discern. In the meantime, they're going to grow together. The wheat and the tares are going to grow together until the end of time. And then God will separate them. So even though we're not going to eradicate them, you can recognize them. That's the key. And to know that they will coexist alongside the true people of God. The enemy came and sowed bad seed, when? While they were sleeping. While they were sleeping. They weren't guarding the wheat field. They weren't watching it. They should have been guarding the field, but they fell asleep. The enemy does his best work when God's people are spiritually asleep. Did you get that? Spiritual sleep will make you vulnerable to spiritual lies. See, when we don't apply ourselves to the Word of God, it's easy to be deceived. And it goes on every day. It goes on. You can turn on television. You're going to see the exploiters. You're going to see the Donnell in action. And people fall for it. They send them their money. We must be able to distinguish between truth and in error. Can you do that? Can you listen to a preacher and determine if he's speaking the truth of God or is he speaking the error of Satan? 
Can you tell? We can't eradicate the error. They're going to grow. But we can live in the midst of it, but without being affected by it. That's the important thing. Paul said it. He said, man, there's false apostles, false preachers. They come in to what? Fleece the sheep. And they do. And we can only protect ourselves with a good knowledge of Scripture. We all have a responsibility to know what we believe. To know as much as we can about the person of Christ. About the work of Christ. you got to protect your wheat field. Now, don't be too quick to judge. If the servants had their way, they would have picked the Donnell and torn out the wheat also. But they're the servants. They're not the reapers. That's the difference. Okay? The reapers are the professionals. God will send his angels at the end of time. And they will do the great separation. Okay? It's not our job. It's our job to recognize the false teachers, avoid them, but they'll always be here. But a judgment is coming, Jesus said. But that judgment is not coming until the end. So God lets them go. He lets them go. They operate in his kingdom. He does. Just like Judas, you know. I've been thinking about Judas. I've been studying Judas Iscariot. And Judas was one of the original 12 disciples. And Jesus chose him. And Jesus even said, haven't I chosen 12 of you and one of you is a devil? He knew who Judas was. He knew what Judas was about. And he knew what Judas would do. He knew it. And he chose him. Because why? He was part of God's plan of redemption. Can God use the evil that's in the world? Yes, he can. You know why? Because God is bigger. He's bigger than the evil. He'll use it. He'll use, it. He'll use anything and everything to carry out his own plan. Here's the thing with the Donnell. It looks like wheat. These false prophets and these false apostles and false preachers, they don't look like evil people. But you have to know them by their fruit. That's the key. And it looks like they're escaping consequences. But we have to remember this. There is a life to come. See, life on earth is not the end. Life on earth is the prerequisite to eternity. <laughs> I guess I would say. Right? Life on earth is the introduction to real life. Real life goes on forever. It's eternal. That's why Jesus said, I give to them eternal life, and no one can pluck them out of my hand. Our life goes on forever when we get there, but this life on earth, it's temporal, and that's why God lets it go. He lets it go. See, when John the Baptist came on the scene, he preached, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me, oh, he's mightier than I whose sandals I'm not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, 
John is speaking about two different baptisms. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for the believers, but the baptism with fire is for the non-believers. And let me qualify that in the next verse, where John said, speaking about Jesus, his winnowing fork is in his hand. You know what the winnowing fork is? It's like a wooden pitchfork. And they take it and they they stick it into the wheat and and they throw it up in the air. And the wind blows the chaff and the seed falls to the ground because the chaff is the shell and it's lighter and it's separated. Okay? So his winnowing fork, his pitchfork is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff, he will burn up with unquenchable fire. So you see, many people misunderstand what John is saying here. And they think, oh, give me the baptism of fire. I'm like, no, that's judgment. The baptism of fire is a baptism of judgment. And John qualified it. He gathers his wheat into the barn, but he burns up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Oh, it's a fire that won't go out. This is the judgment that waits for the Donnell, for the tears, for the false prophets, for the false apostles, for the false teachers. So right now, judgment is not exacted against them. But time will come. And the judgment will come. And in the end, God is going to settle the affairs. You know, David asked the question, why do the wicked prosper? And we probably all asked that question. God, can't you see these people? Look at what they're doing. Why do you let them prosper? God will settle affairs in the end. Here's the question. Will you be ready? Will you be ready when the final judgment comes? Hopefully, you'll be on the side of the wheat. Because the chaff is going to be burned up. Do you know where you stand? That's the important thing. This is the message we want to get to people that don't know Christ. Do you know where you stand? Do you know where you stand with the Savior? Because he came to save, see, to seek and to save that which is lost. We're all lost. And when you put your faith in Christ, you now become found. And you're part of his wheat. But to not be part of that is to set ourselves up for the judgment. So Jesus is saying, listen, there's a way out of this. No one seeks after God. No, not one. But Christ comes seeking after us. And he offers us an invitation. He says, sit down and let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. And he invites us into a relationship with him. Have you accepted the invitation? That's the key. That's the thing that changes our eternal destiny. Because there's an enemy in the world. There's no doubt about it. God has his enemies. And they're evil. 
We have a spiritual warfare going on today. We have Ukraine being invaded. We have Israel being invaded. And look at how the world is standing up against Israel and siding with the invaders. Something is going on here. There is a spiritual warfare that's working its way out in the natural realm. And we can see so many people being swayed against God. And our nation is being inundated with anti-God philosophy. Where does anti-God philosophy come from? Antichrist. Even John said, the spirit of Antichrist has always been in the world. But then one day, the person of the Antichrist will make himself known. You think we're getting closer? I don't know. I do. I think it's, we're on the, we're on the, the, the edge of the beginning of the end. I see it as, you know, when the ocean waves break on the beach and you ever see, and you see the little waves trickle in. It's like the, the end of that wave. I see that as the coming of the tribulation. I see it coming and I see the Donnell growing stronger and the false wheat growing taller and God will come and he'll remove his true wheat and then the world is going to be covered with Donnell. What do you think that's going to look like? The whole world will be filled with the false wheat. That's why it's called the Great Tribulation where the world has never seen the pain and the suffering and the trials in all of human history like will be seen during that actually three and a half years. It begins with a false peace made with Israel. So can you see in the Middle East how war is escalating? And then the Antichrist comes on the scene and he makes a false peace and he gives people a false hope. And then he's exposed for who he is. And then God opens up the gates of heaven and the judgment comes down. And the earth is going to be judged. And that is why that Donnell will be burned up in the chaff. Oh yeah, it's going to go. But we have to make sure we are not here. Don't fall asleep spiritually. Because that's when Satan makes his inroads. When you're sleeping. Be on the alert, Peter said. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about, seeking whom he may devour. You gotta stay sharp. You gotta grow in the scriptures. That's why we have Christian radio. That's why we have the Hope Club podcast. That's why you can meet me every morning, 6 a.m. on Instagram and start off your day with a short little devotional message. To, to prepare you for what's to come. You don't have to be there at 6 a.m. That's when I, when I go live Monday through Friday, but you can catch it later. But is there a better way to start off the day than with the word of God? Getting tuned up for the day. 
Go to Dave Therrien 6034 on Instagram. All my messages are there. Because we cannot be asleep when the enemy sows his seed. Because he wants to sow that seed in your heart. And he wants you to be confused. And how many Christians are confused today? They have a hard time diffusing truth from error. They really do. They have a hard time. They're scratching their heads. It's like, oh, I don't know what's true. And so many are being led astray because they haven't been diligent in their study of the scriptures. You got to be diligent. This is life and death. It really is. This is eternity hangs in the balance. This spiritual warfare is escalating. That's why next time we're together, we're going to see the kingdom of heaven is like a fishnet. Wow. First we saw it's like leaven, right? It grows quietly and slowly. Today we saw that the kingdom of heaven is filled with good people and bad people. And the bad people are trying to take over the good people. And next time, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishnet. What is Jesus getting at? What does he mean? The kingdom of heaven is like a fishnet. Well, what kind of fish go into the net? You know what we're going to see? All kinds. Oh, yeah. All kinds of fish go into the net. And that's why we have to learn. We have to learn and be prepared and be ready for what God is going to do. tell you, it's so easy to fall asleep. It's so easy, get this now, to make Christian entertainment your greatest stronghold, your search. Hey, I'm not against Christian entertainment. That's not going to see you through the storm. That's not going to give you deliverance. You need to be a student of the Word of God. You need to learn it, and you need to abide in it. Because the wheat and the tears are going to grow together. We're not eradicating the lies. We're going to be surrounded by the lies. And only by filling your soul with truth can you discern the lies and not get tangled up and be dragged down and go the wrong way. If you want to study this message again, go to the Hope Club podcast. The kingdom of heaven is filled with good and bad people.